And so we started to talk about that idea and we we're just like, oh, we can't do that. No way. And then one day Kyle said, hey, I've got this idea. I think it'd be a great story. And I'm like, all right, what you got? And he started talking about it and he got done talking. And I said, Kyle, that's not just a million dollar idea. That's a billion dollar universe. I mean, that is something that is so much fun that we can create a world around. We've got to do that. Coming directly from the horseshoe crowd capital of the world. Get a leg up and get ready for the hydrant. And now, the star of the radio hit series, The Works of Marcel Marceau, your host, Jim Cooper. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the hydrant. It's author day on the hydrant. And I've got two guys here that have put out a book that once I saw the title, I knew I had to talk to him because it was just, it would just, it hit me in the face. So first of all, let me introduce Jay Watson and Kyle Wiltshire. Thanks for coming on the program, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited, Jim. My pleasure. My pleasure. These two have known each other. These guys are like fast friends. They've known each other forever. They've watched every Highlander movie on VHS together. I mean, <laughs> they, they, they're, 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 they're like the rest of us, they're nerds, all right? Come on, <laughs> we'll into that. <laughs> I mean, Jay's been to, has seen Garth Brooks. He loves Will Smith. Kyle's seen you two in concert uh, 150 times. I don't know how many times he's seen him, but it's... it's the- oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they decided they were going to write a book. And the book is called The Dead Rock Stars. Now, the premise is that, well, I shouldn't say it. I should let you guys say it because you could probably do it more justice than I could. Either Jay or Kyle, tell us the premise of this story. Kyle, I'll let you do, I'll let you do the honors. All right. <laughs> so, you know, the elevator pitch is imagine if many of your, your favorite uh, famous dead rock stars that tragically passed entirely too early, what if they fake their deaths to become secret agents and have secretly been saving the world for for ages. That's that's our uh, that's our premise in a nutshell, which is completely outrageous. I mean, I love it. I mean, that's the kind of premise where you just go. That's like a brainstorm lightning flash going off. It's like, oh my god, we have to write that. So well, Kyle, that's. I mean, that was that was Jay's. Yeah, Jay, I'll let you tell the story. Yeah, yeah. Kyle and I, um, uh, in our younger adult lives and up to the last couple of years, every day, kind of before we go to work in that little, that little 20, 25 minute commute, uh, we would talk about whatever show we watched or whatever movie or whatever music. And, and we, we, we rarely asked about each other's families, but we spent a lot of time talking about entertainment. And, uh, as we did that every once in a while, we'd be like, man, we could do this so much better. Like that that movie or that story that we could, we could make it. So why are there so many holes in this plot? And so we started to talk about that idea and we we're just like, ah, oh, we can't do that. No way. And then one day, um, Kyle said, Hey, I've got this idea. I think it'd be a great story. And I'm like, all right, what you got? And he started talking about it and he got done talking. And I said, Kyle, that's not just a million dollar idea. That's a billion dollar universe. I mean, that is something that is so much fun that we can create a world around. We've got to do that. And we talked about it for a couple of weeks and, uh, you know, Kyle, I won't speak uh, poorly of some of your beautiful attributes, but uh, 
Kyle is a thinker. Kyle's a creator. Kyle is not much on the uh, let's go do something crazy uh, end of the spectrum. And I am. And so I talked him into us writing this story together a little bit. And I don't think he believed me that we were actually going to do it. But then once we got started, we got we both got more excited about it. And so I'd write a chapter. He'd write a chapter. We'd be like, oh, what about this? What about this? And before it was over with, we kind of had the first third of the book written. And we were like, what are we going to do now? That's and, yeah, that, and that that's actually rare when you can get two people to write a book that go back and forth and go back and forth and you know and have it work out and have the two people be in sync like that that's that's outstanding that that's so cool and and I and I haven't read the book yet but I still want to because it's just like well who are they going to include and what is this person going to do and what is this person <laughs> going to do and it's just, it's it's just a stellar idea I just love it and I can believe that that your description of Kyle, I mean, because in his bio, he says he paints like Bob Ross. So I can see him being just, <laughs> it's just the quieter of, of the two, more more mentally in tune with what's going on. So that's outrageous. Oh, no question. In our, in, our, in our partnership, Jay is the accelerator and I'm the brake. I'm always like, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on. And Jay's like, let's go, you know, and so it's always, it's always a fun, it's always a fun uh, conversation when we decide to to try to do something together. <laughs> That's wild. Well, you two have known each other for how long now? Yeah, I was a freshman in college. So it was the fall of 1996. Wow. And, uh, this is the way I tell the story. I'm sitting in my dorm room. I think I'm watching Rocky Three, <laughs> And I hear a bang on my door. And uh, it's Jay. And Jay and I had kind of met, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, cross paths or something. We didn't really know one another. And, and he was at my door. And I was like, hey, Jay Watson, what's up? And he's like, hey, man. I don't think he said it this way, but this is what I heard. He's like, hey, man, you and I are going to be friends. Come out of this room. Let's go do something together. <laughs> and so that was it. And then for the, from that point on, it's like we were glued together at the hip. We were always hanging out. We're always doing stuff. Just, you know, he didn't have a car at that point. I did. And so I was always that driving was the, in places. That was so that, the impetus right there. He knew that might have been. <laughs> it could have been the ulterior motive. But a beautiful, fast friendship, like you said, was was was. Uh, really, it was birthed right there, really, really fast, and so that was what twenty-seven years ago. And we've been, you know, like Jay said, almost almost every day, multiple times a week at least, we call one another and we 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 catch up and you know talk about our book and whatever else maybe you know whatever else maybe brewing in in our lives or in or in our creative you know kind of juices. And and the the great part about this, and I would imagine, is like with this premise. As you already have 25 sequel possibilities, you know, ready, ready to go because there's so many different dead rock stars. That it's just like you could pick and choose whatever character you wanted to focus on. That, that's just brilliant. Well, that's one of the things about the book is, you know, people have asked the same question you asked earlier, like, well, who all's going to be in it? And, you know, we try to be pretty strategic in the in the in the first story. And we do have an idea to go beyond the one book. But uh, the way we, we the way we thought about it, the way we tried to frame it is that it's sort of like, you know, it's sort of like a, a comic book, you know, the Avengers or X-Men or whatever, mm. you know, every single one of them is not in every single comic book, you know. Right. And so we tried to leave it open ended like, well, who else might be on this team and where what else might they be doing and where are they and why weren't they there for this story, you know. And so those are kind of the, the, the pos- like you said, the possibilities are, are endless there with with who all could show up. That's great. Jay and I were talking before. I know you guys are out promoting the book. You're in Memphis right now doing a, a thing there. So got to go yeah. to the Kingstown. Got to go go visit the King. Well, 
talk about it. Let's let's talk about it. Tell tell everyone what you're doing. I'm down here at the uh, Choose 901 uh, Marketplace. They're selling lots of great Memphis things and and, uh, T-shirts and all the things that support the town. And we've got a booth right next to the checkout where we are selling books and T-shirts and just kind of getting the word out. It's been a lot of fun to watch the people of Memphis read this story and we go, hey, what if Elvis is still alive and what if he's a secret agent and what if he's trying to save the world from this impending doom in 1999 and they're like well you know he always wanted to be a secret agent i'm like i know that's why we did this it's amazing (laughs) and there's so many people i'm sure who still believe that elvis actually is alive anyway so it's just like it's like this is this fits in perfectly to that well and the people of memphis are a particularly fun bunch (laughs) Somebody here uh, yesterday was talking to me about how they thought Michael Jackson was still alive as well. And they asked me in the book and I was like, well, it's, it's, uh... (laughs) I said, I said, well, it's 1999. So uh, Michael's still, still alive in the real world. uh, But uh, there's a lot of others that we've got in the story and I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, so we had a lot of fun. I had another lady walk up to me and she said, uh, my best friend was Elvis's lawyer. I can promise you. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Verification. Well, Jim, you know, that's what we want. <laughs> we address that in the book and we talk about how, you know, these guys are so powerful and they're so behind the scenes that they can they can fake their deaths. And, you know, in, in the world, when you hear about, you know, someone passed away, someone's gone, you know, dead is dead, right? And so they can walk about freely. And, you know, people can see him. They're like, oh, that guy looks like Elvis. But, hey, you know, Elvis is dead. So it couldn't really be. And so we kind of make a joke at some point in the book, you know. um, And this was 1999 when the book is set. So a little different than it is today. But if you remember in 1999, you check out at the grocery store, you're going to see a tabloid there. And and once a week, it was Elvis sighted at pizzeria, Elvis sighted at shopping mall or whatever, you know. (laughs) And uh, so we make a joke that he's like, yeah, sometimes they're right. Sometimes they really did see me. <laughs> and today in the news, just about, I don't know, every other month or so, there's a Tupac sighting. Right. So, mm. so it's this, this idea, this world that, that Kyle kind of like invented is perfectly suited for our culture and a little bit of paranoia and disbelief that we don't trust news, you know? And so uh, we're having a little fun with that. And what was the line in uh Men in Black from Tommy Lee Jones. No, Elvis is not dead. He just went home. So it's just like, <laughs> so that's great. That's great. I'm I'm really excited to to dig into this and read this because it's just it's that's my kind of thing. So that that is wonderful. Kyle, I don't know if I should go down this road, but should I ask Jay about his daughters? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, his his daughters are walking, talking, uh, breathing geniuses, and and they're gonna they're gonna be the most famous of anyone who's 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 you know in in this podcast right now. So uh, yeah, absolutely, you should ask him about his daughters. And the only reason I bring that up is that I have twin granddaughters, so I I, I understand. But when the bio says Jay deeply loves his wife and twin daughters and won't shut up about them. Uh, that, that that tends to pique my interest. So tell us something wonderful about your granddaughters, Jay. Well, these are my my girls. These are my daughters. Your daughters, they're, sorry. They're, that's all right. They're 18 and they're about to go to college. And so the big thing for us is college right now. Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Hope is a right brain walking 
um, creative person. She could be having a conversation with you and you don't have to be there. And there are a lot of times where you're talking to her and you realize she's not listening to anything. She is in another place and she is a singer and a songwriter. And it just started, started happening a couple of years ago. And she's probably written 40 or 50 songs at this point. Wow. And it's just amazing. And uh, I, 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 I always watched American Idol and always thought, you know, those dads that are over in the corner weeping while the daughter was playing or whatever. Like, I was like, get it together, man. Like, why are you doing that? You're on TV. Stop that. And like, I'll be in my car by myself listening to some of her music and I'll just start to start yep. to cry. Yep. Uh, so I like we're, we've made a deal, like no American Idol for us, because I don't want to go on TV and just be weeping over in the corner like all the men that I've made fun of the last 20 years. And Hannah Chase. Hannah Chase wants to be an astrobiologist. So she is she is into bugs and she is into space. And she basically, you know, we had somebody tell her that if she's going to be into astrobiology, basically what that means is you are going to study under a microscope astronaut pee. And she was like, I think that would be so cool. I wonder what ammonia uh, has to do with, with the atmosphere and what happens when it goes into space. And I'm just like, you are a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so opposite ends of the spectrum, but they're, they're, they're best friends and they're just a lot of fun. And uh, they, uh, they trip me out, man. I love it. I love That's every second awesome. of it. That's awesome. And, and Kyle, of course, you are a father. How many kids do, do you have? I have three, 15, 13, and 10. Oh, and- you have my condolences. no they're awesome kids they're they're awesome kids cool cool well you know this was i was glad to bring you on i'm looking forward to reading the book if you want to know more about the book you can go to deadrockstarsbook.com and that's where you'll see all about it and look for it and it's it's these guys are just too much fun and this is such a great idea so i just i really wanted to talk to him so let 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 me ask you some goofy questions just because that's what we do here and that's our our point here so and i'm going to kind of flip back and forth between you so um in fact let me do this because i've done this with other pairs of guests i'm going to ask you a question but i want you to answer as the other person so okay so when i say jay what looney tunes character best represents kyle Oh man, that is a really good question. I, I, you know, I, I would say uh, I would go with Bugs Bunny. I think, and here's why: because Bugs Bunny was always a little bit of step of ahead of everybody that was in the the the, uh, the shows right. and stuff. He he wasn't he wasn't particularly um, gifted in all of the Looney Tunes craziness, but he just was always a little bit always a step ahead. And Kyle. Um, Kyle's not the fastest human in the world. He's not the most athletically gifted. He is gifted, but he's not the most athletically gifted. <laughs> but he's typically been thinking about things a lot longer than you have. And more times than not, he has a very well-crafted answer and knows kind of where things are going. So I'd say Bugs Bunny. Okay. That's cool. That's very kind. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Kyle, what pizza topping best represents Jay? Oh, cheese. Just straight up. <laughs> Cheese. I, I know he's a meat and cheese only guy. I mean, yeah. so don't put anything green. Don't put anything that came from the ground. Uh, you know, just, you know, hamburger meat or pepperoni or, or cheese, you know, just straight up as basic as you want it, want it to be. Yeah. If it yeah. breathes, then I like it. Otherwise, no. Jay, what breed of dog would Kyle be? 
Oh, there's there's no question. He's a he's a golden retriever. <laughs> I don't know of a more loyal person than Kyle. Uh, he, Kyle's uh, Kyle's tried and true, and uh, you know, beloved by all. And uh, you know, he's he's nice to hug. He's he's all right. <laughs> we'll leave that one alone. Um, <laughs> Kyle, what song should play every time Jay walks into a room? Oh man. This guy has varied tastes. Like he's always, anytime I get in the car with him, if he's not playing a song from his daughter, he's like, hey, have you heard this one yet? And my answer is always no, because if it's not 20 years old, I hadn't heard it. Uh, <laughs> and so that's that's kind of my, you know, my MO. But man, what song should play when Jay enters? I'll tell you what, this has a tie into uh, to our story, but it really fits in our first chapter, Elvis Presley ascends an elevator listening to a song and uh, getting himself ready for battle. And this song typifies Jay Watson, but it's Ricky Martin's 1999 live in La Vida Loca. Uh, that is, that is the song that should play every time Jay Watson enters a room because he brings the party with him and uh, he's, he's, he's got that energy and excitement and he's, he, uh, he, he, he's living the crazy life. That's for sure. That's cool. Jay. Who would play Kyle in a movie about your life? Kyle, this is a question we've never asked ourselves. Who would play us? Have we, we haven't asked have that, we, have we? I mean, I've thought about it a little bit. I this was more have. about 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, who would play Kyle in a movie? If you want to keep thinking about it, I know my answer well, for you. It's funny, straight it's, up. it's funny because we, we have talked about this in the past. I've always thought about the movie Old School. And when I think about the movie old school, like, I feel like you're a little bit of the Luke Wilson character in that story. Like you're, you're a part of it. Like you enjoy it, but like the whole time you feel like you're, he feels like in the movie, he's getting dragged through it. So and I think Luke Wilson looks a little bit like you and, and uh, you know, he's got a better nose than Owen and uh, he's kind of fun. So <laughs> let's go with Luke, Luke Wilson. That's my answer. Okay. Kyle. You, you read my mind. Uh, 19, when was that? 2004. Was when that movie came out, and uh, 2004. Vince Vaughn is is Jay Watson. Uh, he just to a T, man. That scene in Old School when he's got himself on the big screen TV <laughs> as he's you know leading the presentation for all the guys who are going to join the, the fraternity. Right. I mean, I never saw anything more Jay Watson in my life than, <laughs> than that. When I first saw that, that just I was like, that's it. That's it. So so you have to put him in a time machine and go back a few years, you know, yeah. or we'll have to age us up a little bit, you yeah. know. But Vince Vaughn is he's he's Jay Watson. Okay. Okay. So Kyle, what is Jay's favorite curse word? <laughs> you know, I think Kyle knows this. I, I don't oh, know what Kyle God. is. <laughs> Uh, man, Jay, this is a tough one. I, gosh, probably shit. <laughs> that's, that's that's my guess. That's I know for guess. a fact that Kyle's uh, Kyle's favorite curse word is bastard for two reasons. Yes, one it is because it's a technical word that can be used, and he doesn't get in trouble. And two, it's just fun to say. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. All right, let's do some either or things, and I'm going to uh, split you guys up a little bit, and I'll ask the first few to Jay, and then the next few to to Kyle, and you can answer as yourselves on on this one. So, Jay, Flintstones or the Jetsons? Jetsons. Board games or video games? Video games. Pineapple pizza or candy corn? Candy corn. 
air guitar or air drums? Air guitar, every time. All right, Kyle, two Reese's cups or half gallon of ice cream? Oh, ice cream, absolutely. Beatles or Rolling Stones? Ooh, almost feels like blasphemy not to say Beatles, but the 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 group that I've listened to the most between those two, believe it or not, would be the Rolling Stones. I had wow. a Rolling Stones season earlier in life for sure. <laughs> Can it's you hear a me tough knocking? choice because you listen. Wow. Most everyone's listened to both of them semi-religiously at some point, so it's like it's a tough choice. Yeah, it, it is. It is it's both beautiful, t- beautiful. It is music. not a tough choice, and uh, I I don't know what to do with this. This with maybe this is book two may not be happening now because of what just happened. <laughs> well, that gives everyone a hit and a half now, doesn't it? <laughs> um, okay, Kyle, uh, bewitched or I dream of genie. I dream of genie. That actually makes an appearance in our in our in our book. Believe it or not, there's a there's a some characters go into a room and the room looks just like genie's bottle with the the, the colors and the right. sashes everywhere and the pillows. And I remember that growing up. Whenever I was sick as a kid and we would watch I Dream of Genie, you know, like, like what a cool room that right. would be in. Uh, so yeah. yeah, that was that was that, should, that was probably a great set to walk into. I mean, it was just like, oh man, this is cool. Okay, Jay. Would you rather be able to breathe underwater or fly? Oh, fly. I'm going to have to change that question. I hate traffic, everyone, hate Almost it. everyone says fly. I mean, no one says breathe underwater. So, yeah. Kyle, would you rather have to eat liver for the rest of your life or be forced to watch an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians every day? Wow. <sighs> You know, I guess I could handle 23 minutes of Kardashians more than more liver. so than I could uh, eating eating liver. Have you heard them that talk, Have you heard them talk to each other? <laughs> it's it's I know, I've never seen an episode of that show. I know of it, but I've never seen yeah, no, I've no it's, it's no. frightening. It's just absolutely frightening. <laughs> <laughs> I ate a piece of liver one time when I was a kid and and it, it, the first one I ate cuz I thought it was something else and I ate it and I was like that's not bad because, you know, I thought it was like a steak finger, mm. like a fried steak finger. Then the second one, I went and told my mom, I said, there's, there's, there's something wrong with these steak fingers. She said, that's not steak fingers. That's liver. And I just, I mean, I nearly got sick right there. So that, that scarred me for the rest of my life. To liver, liver has never hit my stomach because like, I was in college and I, just like you, I thought it was steak and I grabbed it off the counter and I Took one bite in my mouth and spit it right back out. I was like, that's the most <laughs> awful thing I've ever put in my mouth in, in my life, and I'm never doing it again. <laughs> so it's just like, okay. Jay, which superpower would you rather have, invisibility or shape-shifting? I think shape-shifting would probably be more useful. I think, yeah, I'd be curious to hear what Kyle says about that choice, but I think I'd like shape-shifting. Different scenarios, different situations be a little bit more uh, malleable to uh, whatever's happening. Kyle, same question. Either way, I could get in a whole lot of trouble, but I would say shape-shifting probably would be uh, a less less trouble uh, I See, think I could get into. That's my take less on trouble. it. The, the invisibility is so rife with, with, with things that you could get in so much trouble about. And it's just... Ethical dilemma. Absolutely. <laughs> I've seen the hollow man. I know what, I know what happens to him. <laughs> Kyle, would you rather give up your cell phone for a month or bathing for a month? Oh, cell phone. Absolutely. Jay can attest to this, our long friendship. I resisted getting a phone for oh. so long 
because I knew what it was going to do to me. I knew it would make me one of these people, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and seriously, it was, it was late 2010s before, I, no, no, I'm sorry, 2008 or nine before I finally got a cell phone. And, uh, and it was just like, you know, once I got it, I knew I became one of these people just like everybody. Um, but, but if I could go back to a life apart from it, I would so gladly do it. So gladly do it. But I got, I got to be clean. I got to smell good. <laughs> yeah. I have a brother-in-law that had a flip phone until about two years ago. So he's been, he's mm, been resisting he's it for forever and ever and ever. <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask both of you this. So let's start with Jay. Would you rather have whatever you are thinking appear above your head in a bubble for everyone to read or have absolutely everything you do be live streamed for everyone to see? Well, I'm uh, very much a uh, uh, shoot, ready, aim kind of person in general. So I don't really know that the thought bubble is going to change anything. <laughs> if I think it usually comes out of my mouth anyway. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, the majority of my life has been in some way, shape or form on a stage in front of people. So like, I don't, I, it, it, the, the live stream wouldn't really bother me that much. I don't think. And the thinking they already know anyway. So <laughs> Kyle, same question. I am too internal. There's too much happening in here that I would not want the world to know or see. So Give me, let me go live stream. I can control myself better to, you know, so that the world sees, you know, <laughs> the, the good see, stuff. And, and I've had people go with the evil potential of that. It's like, I can control my thoughts. And so I can tell people what to actually read with my thoughts and, and control them that way. So mm. it's just like, it can, it can go either way. Mm. So. You got to watch that person. Whoever yeah. answered that way, you should put, you put, watch a, them. put a red check mark. <laughs> next to that person's name. It's like, Ooh, I got to watch out for this guy. So, well, guys, thank you for doing this. I, I really appreciate it. I want to wish you best of luck on the book. If you want to go get the book, deadrockstarsbook.com. It's also on Amazon and I think Barnes and Noble as well. So it's just, but, yeah. uh, Really, best of luck with the book, and I'm looking forward to it and the sequels. Thank you, Jim. This was so much fun. Thank you for uh, having I, us on your show. I just, I, when I saw the bio, I was like, yeah, I'm going to talk to these guys. So, and thank you for watching and listening, and we'll see you again next time on the Hype. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us on the Hydrant. The Hydrant announcer is Allison Steele. For outstanding VO coaching and voice acting services, visit Allison at allisonsteel.com. That's Allison with a Y and Steel with no E at the end. Shoot me an email with any comments, questions, worthwhile recipes at bigdog at jimcoopervo.com. This episode copyright 2024 by Jim Cooper VO and Nat Landcore Audio, which is solely responsible for its content. No reproduction by writing, recording, reposting, smoke signals, AI voice loading, Morse code, or any other electronic or manual recording method known to man is allowed without prior written consent. Come back and play with us next week as the steady stream of outstanding guests continue at the high level.